Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Hello everyone, you're listening to the very special edition of Saturday Draft, Saturday Draft Live this week as there is no scoring. It is probably one of, maybe one of the exciting, one of the most interesting episodes, it is Transfer Window Week special. Usually, all four of us would be here, but one's decided to fuck off to a wedding, one's decided <laughs> to fuck off to Tenerife. So I think only the two best folk that are here to do this show is myself, Jack Graham, and my co-host today, Scott McLeod. Scott, how are we doing? I'm doing very well, Jack. Yes, you know, I've been dealing with the flu all weekend. But I'm here. You know, I've got the dedication to still be here. You're here as always when you're needed to be. And yes, a fine special this week because not only is there no scoring, but much like the patriarch of the Weasley family would say when there was no post on Sundays, there was no <laughs> listeners league this week either. And it makes me happy. And you can have a round of applause for that. Round of applause yes. for the listeners league. For the listeners league. Yes, there we go. Unfortunately, we will be back with them next week, I guess, because they'll be doing bloody transfers as well, or, or whatever whatever nonsense they do. But before we get into the transfer week, we did have a week of scoring that was a, quite a big week of scoring, because we had NXT in your house, and Hell in a Cell, before the, the, the sabbatical of point gain ended, and Scott, we'll just, we'll just go right into it. Uh, Austin Theory and Bianca Belair, your your captain and Gary's captain, both in seventeen points after successful title defenses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, this was the point of the season where I would know just how worth it, it was to have Roman Heyman on my team as like, my captains, like appearing point wise, and you know, it just they just weren't appearing, so I wasn't getting the points. So, uh, put the captaincy on Bianca is now paying off, thankfully. Because uh, I think she's proven the last few seasons that she's worthy of being a solid like captain and a first round pick. And yeah, theory, I think we're all a bit like okay, we're, we're like we'll see where this goes when Gary picked him uh, first round uh, this season. So he's also paying off as well. And if rumors are to be believed, you know, big plans for him coming the end of the season at SummerSlam. So I think the he's only going to go off in terms of value as if Jacob can probably will become a first round pick. In seasons uh, later to come. Yeah, obviously, a, a, a potentially a big summer match planned, summer slam match planned for for Austin Theory come the end of the end of the window, and it's uh, one that you can you can maybe see him winning depending on the schedule of the of the man that no one can see. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll we'll go to our number one this week, Braun Breaker, twenty one points. The the captain for, for Chris Anthony Lopez, I believe, had a successful title defence against Joe Gacy and uh, appearances on NXT as well. This has also been a, a, a pick of a good get third overall, 65 points. You got, got me very happy. Yeah, it was interesting how the whole thing with Rob Baker started because like, we all assumed he might win the title back at Stand and Deliver or he used to be on the main roster. Uh, if he didn't win it, then he radically wins the, the title back and then he's back in his position that he should have been in all along as the, the top guy in NXT. That's also going to continue through this season. Uh, but I think Braun Baker will always be a, a top a first couple of rounds pick because 
I see him as somebody for when he eventually loses the NXT title, when he comes up to Raw or SmackDown, he's going to be somebody who gets that a bit of a push right out the gate. So yeah, obviously this week there was there was no pay per view, but you know it's a major match on TV that some people didn't get points for because all points were halted during the transfer window. But it is nice when you have these two like big shows where I think it allows people to see like where certain picks are are in the like in this the standings and like it's a lot some picks last chance to prove like do you deserve to still be in my team or am I transferring you out? It's also nice to have a top three for once that doesn't include Tony Schiavone or the Usos. <laughs> well, it hurts me deeply, Scott. It hurts, it hurts, <laughs> it hurts me deeply. But, you know, that's that's by the by. A, a quiet week for Jack's team, it, it seems, but it's 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 done all right. So I'll go I'll go through the overall table before we get on to the transfers and we can we can see how the, how, how it lies before we started transferring folk out and started taking those five-point deductions. So Ross was sitting pretty in last position with 111 and a half points with what a man, what a man, what a man, what a mighty good McMahon, mighty good Mahan. Adam Kelly in 118 points in eighth position of how much wood can NXT champion Braun Breaker break if NXT champion Braun Breaker could break wood. That's probably the fastest I've ever said that before. I'm getting, I'm getting the hang <laughs> of, of getting that and not getting stumbled up in my words. Uh, one of the, the the boy that's fucked off the wedding, David Hockney, in seven position at the West End Country Club and 123 points. And then the other boy that's went to Tenerife, Ryan Lugliesh in sixth with the People's Union and 134 points. Scott, you're fifth with the fresh picks of Bel Air and 141. Gary with Kingsmill Court in fourth position, 147. Stephen in third to the Bells Hills Nightmares with 163 points. Oh, the homeboy in the Heartbreakers for Chris Anthony Lopez in second position, 172. Ban International Friendlies and myself in first on 185.5. This was before the transfer window began. Also, the scores have changed because folk have made multiple transfers. I don't imagine that the positions of the table have changed much. We don't have the updated scores, but we'll go through that next week and we'll see what happens. But right now, it's time. It's time to get into it, Scott. We're breaking down the transfers. Here we go. This is what's happened go. during the week. And uh, a sad transfer to begin. Uh, we did see Vincent Mann leave Ross McLeod's team. He scored on one point this season. Take the the <laughs> undrafted, the the newly crowned Intercontinental Champion Gunda, who has uh, accrued 16 points from from Monday because this happened on Monday. This transfer for Ross was there would be a bit more after winning the Intercontinental title. Uh, what a what a, what a transfer to kick things off! I think that's a, a, a great transfer. We should also say that there's a reason that you led at the scores before the transfer, because like you said, not only is there a uh, like point penalties, so that might affect the score, and also how are these picks performing the next week or so will maybe alter some things lower down the table. But the order of like scoring, like where people are on the leaderboard before the transfer window determines the order in which they pick, so because it goes from last place all the way mm-hmm. up to the first place. Last, where was the last week? Probably has a pick on their team that really needs to transfer out more than whoever is on top, unless somebody on top gets a pick released. I don't know who that could apply to. But, <laughs> but yeah, Gunther uh, was somebody who I think a lot of people like weren't really thinking about heading into this transfer window, and Ross really took advantage of that. Obviously, McMahon had to go because he wasn't really performing. It wasn't appearing with Austin Theory as Ross thought he would. It is probably for the best that Gunther was only picked up at this point in the season because now that he is the Intercontinental Champion, you can see him maybe getting some tail defences on TV uh, before SummerSlam. Uh, maybe he'll appear on SummerSlam with the belt. The AFC title hasn't been on 
uh, pay-per-view in a long time. But before this point, he'd only been winning like squash matches. And if he had been picked by somebody, the best point, to, the best time to have him on your team would have been this week, and you'd have gotten fuck all points for him because this is where he won the IC title. So now Ross is hoping he reaps on the benefits with some hopeful IC title defenses in the next month or so. Ross, twenty-four seven title aside, because honestly, I couldn't tell you who's the twenty-four seven champion. Is, is it is it Dana Brooke? I think it's Dana Brooke. Yeah, it's Dana Brooke. Yeah, because you had that thing with Becky Lynch on Raw, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, the only face champions in WWE is Bianca Belair and Ronda Rousey. Mm. It's quite yeah. quite interesting. I thought I thought with which is why I picked Ricochet. I thought they were kind of looking for that 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 star to be the big face champion that the, the kind of young kids could get behind. Clearly, clearly, it hasn't worked. So it's a it's a it's an interesting direction that that, that they've that they've taken. But that's that's by the by. I think. We're going on to probably one of the most bizarre transfers that uh, may have happened. This transfer window as we go through. Carmelo Hayes of Adam Kelly's team was transferred out and brought in with Akira Tozawa. Now, Akira Tozawa's knocked up 19 points this season. Carmelo Hayes has knocked up 22, which, to be fair, it's not that big a difference. Well, you're taking the five-point swing when transferring somebody out. But you've got to look at what Carmelo Hayes just done, Scott, and won that North American title. What? I, I don't know the thinking behind this. Yeah, I mean, uh, let's give Adam Kelly the slightest benefit of the doubt and say, come Monday when he made this pick, he didn't watch NXT in your house. I knew that Carmelo had won the title without watching in your house because I was on Twitter Saturday, Sunday morning, forgot NXT was on the previous night. I was recovering. I was recovering from Stevie's homestag on the Saturday and I was scrolling through Twitter while I waited for the room to start spinning and I saw that Carmelo had won the belt back I thought, oh, fair enough. Uh, I'm sure Adam Kelly would be happy with that. you know. And then, yeah, even if you didn't know or even if you knew that he'd lost the match, he'd still be a valuable NXT pick. He could just use this to elevate himself to the, to the NXT title or you could use this to transfer him and Trick Williams into the tag team title scene. Maybe this would mean a call-up for him. But no, you decide, ah, oh, who needs the North American champion with his title points and his title defences? I want Akira Tozawa, because he'll get me points when he wins the Creative Four Seven title 16 times in a season. But he'll also lose me those same points when he loses it 16 <laughs> times in a season. People like David Tottenham wonder, like, why, why do we bury the listeners? Why do we shit on people? Like, like Adam Kelly so consistently. Why did people like the GOAT David Campbell have such a a venomous hatred for the listeners league. And it's shit like this. It's 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 baffling, dumb decisions. And he try and he had the goal, the unmitigated goal, to try and play it off like he has some grand plan. Like it was all part of something. It was part of nothing. You fucked it up. You are probably gonna finish bottom this season like all like many listeners league performers before you. You fucked up, sir. And you deserve what's gonna come to you. Good day, sir. You lose. Good day, sir. <laughs> yeah, what, what a great reference that is. I enjoyed that. That was that was that was that was good. But we move we move on to uh, David Hockney. Obviously, uh, the the big hard on he has for members of the undisputed <laughs> era did have Red Dragon and his team, Kyle O'Reilly and uh, Bobby Fish. He has unfortunately 
drafted them out as Kyle O'Reilly seems to be doing a wee bit of a singles thing going on in AEW right now and he's brought in the Young Bucks who haven't got any points this season which is according to the spreadsheet I thought maybe they would have appeared but apparently apparently not but come Wednesday Scott they are in a World Tag Team Championship match a ladder match against Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus and the Hardys this, maybe, maybe, maybe this might work out for them here yeah, it was weird to see them not really picked uh, at the start of the season. I mean, they, they did lose at double or nothing to the Hardy Boys, but now they seem to bounce back. They're in this uh, triple set ladder match, as you said, so could be interesting to see. I mean, even if they lose, they'll still be prominent fixtures on TV uh, alongside like Adam Cole and the, the Elite. But, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I tried to, you know, reflect from something. That Dave talking was having a go at me about where I'm on my team. And then I said to him, Well, how's Red Dragon doing, Dave? Oh, they're doing hunky dory, he says. And then he's just so eloquently just transfers them out, you know, for no real reason at all because, like I said, he had the hard on for the Undisputed Era. They had a Titan title match the week, the first week of the draft. And what happened? They lost and they've done very little since. So <laughs> they've not really worked out. They're not really taking the AW Titan division. Uh, by storm, as Dave Topney would have hoped. Uh, moving on to someone that's done very little in the draft, uh, especially for Randall Lish's team, Io Shirai has accrued zero points this season, and he's transferred her out for someone that's took, got 25 points, uh, a former member of my team in the draft, and many other people's team in this in this draft. Britt Baker, the, 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 doctor, the doctor will see you now. Britt Baker, 25 points. This is... Uh, this is this is an interesting one because obviously she isn't the world champion in Washington. Going on to say that the world championship needs her more than she needs the world championship. But even since losing the belt, she's been a been a prominent fixture in the women's division. So it's quite it's quite good to see. And I think this is quite a quite a, a I, I won't say I won't say safe, but I think this could be a consistent points getter for Ryan. Yeah, I mean I've told again about like, surprises, uh, people who weren't drafted initially. And this is where we see some people who like, you don't pick at the start of the season. They, they start occurring points and people are like, well, how did this person not get drafted? And this is an opportunity for some people to switch that pick back up and hopefully reap some of the benefit. And it is shocking that she actually wasn't picked, considering some of the female picks that were were picked up and then were transferred out subsequently this week. Uh, so, yeah, like given that she was like the favourite going into the own heart women's tournament, she won the own heart tournament. And this will probably lead to her maybe going back into the title scene where uh, very soon. So, yeah, I think Ryan's, you know, picking up, you know, he's seen somebody who, like, oh, everybody's going to let Britt Baker slide. I'll swoop in there. No one's claimed her. I'll take uh, Britt Baker. And you know what? Yoshi Ryan has done so little this, week, this season. I forgot anyone had her, to be fair. So when it, when it came up, trading out Yoshi Ryan for Britt Baker, I'm like, someone had Yoshi Ryan? Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a weird but I, I was a question that you were trying to begin with and obviously uh, the questions proved right but I do think he's brought in someone very well into his team that could, could help him in the leaderboard so we'll wait and see how that one goes but we go to yourself now Scott for your first transfer you you had Heyman and Reigns and obviously Heyman's, uh, uh, Heyman and Reigns haven't been on TV much together recently obviously Reigns is in this new contract he's allowed more time off blah, blah. you've traded them out and you've brought in the new NXT tag team champions the Creed Brothers they do have a defence next week could be, could be a good start for you here yeah I, again I think my logic was sound I thought appearance wise 
know, they'll want to get ratings on both shows, both networks will want him. You know, he's the needle mover, you know, he's a, a draw for TV ratings, so they'll want him on TV on a weekly basis, even if he doesn't wrestle. Then you, if you get a week where he, he's on Raw, SmackDown, then the pay-per-view, those appearance points will rack up, plus the captaincy applied. So the logic was sound, I thought. And then obviously, I found it really wasn't because he hasn't been on TV in weeks. So yeah, got them out, and I tried to think who's the best like team still available at the minute. And then I found out I looked on Twitter and saw that the Creed Brothers won the the tagging titles, and I was shocked to see that nobody had them because for some reason I was convinced Stephen had them because I think he's had them in the past. So I was convinced mm-hmm. he had them there. So oh, nobody's got the Creed Brothers. I'll get them. And then it was it wasn't until like the next day I saw oh they've got a a title defense coming up on NXT. Uh, not just saying title defense, it's a title defense against Idris Anofi and Malik Blade, who I'm sure have a bright future, but they're far away from being title contenders right now. So that's some easy points right there. I think I'll be able to get almost as many points in one match from them and a successful title defense as I got from Heyman and Reigns in the whole season up to this point. <laughs> it's unfortunately it didn't, it didn't work out for you, but it's. It, it, it's as an interesting one, so we'll, we'll, we'll speak about it later on, the, the kind of ramifications I had. But the only person not to make a transfer on the first day was Gary. He hasn't done anything, so we move, we move on to Stephen. He makes his first transfer. Obviously, he took Bailey. He was hoping she'd be a surprise pick. Unfortunately, hasn't worked out with him for zero points, and he's picked the returning Alexa Bliss, who's accrued 13 points this season. Uh, obviously, with, we've, we've seen snippets of maybe something that might be coming up as we've got a women's tag team title tournament coming up. There's uh, a wee, wee allyship form of Liv Morgan during the title contenders match on Monday. This could, something could work out for him here with that. Yeah, it was interesting to see uh, Bliss getting picked up because I think the last few seasons she's been very inconsistent as a pick. Like the lead up to WrestleMania, she came in, she was at the chamber, she didn't win that. She got to like the final two, and then she pretty much disappeared almost immediately afterwards. And now she's she's back. She could be, you know, a contender going into the Money in the Bank, you know, because they always like to have Alexa Bliss. They always have had. They've always liked to have Alexa Bliss in the uh, the title picture, so we can never rule that out. Uh, you know, we always like people taking risks in the draft, and it's nice to see somebody admit when a, when a risk doesn't pay off. And that's what Stephen was doing when he admitted. Yeah, like the the risk of choosing Bailey did not pay off. You know, he's gonna be raging if she shows up like Money in the Bank or SummerSlam, isn't he? Like Becky Lynch last season. It's quite funny because I'm pretty sure. See the day, the day after he transferred her out, I'm pretty sure she tweeted off a picture of her like lacing up her boots or something. Like <laughs> doing doing a wee tease, and I was like, that would just be that would just be absolutely typical. But uh, someone that's uh, not going to have their boots laced up for a while was a member of Chris Anthony Lopez's team, CM Punk, the new AEW World Heavyweight Champion. Unfortunately, surgery on his foot and uh, has been transferred out. The title's not been relinquished. Uh, there will be an interim champion crowned at the Forbidden Door. Uh, but he is transferred out for a, 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 a staple of the former member of this podcast, David Campbell, and... Uh, Ryan Gallagher, the Adam Pierce, is thirty points. It's got this season, so there's only a one point difference. And obviously, Adam Pierce appeared a lot with uh, Max Dupree, and <laughs> uh, appearing on, on on Raw stuff as well. So that's that's going to be a, a a consistent points getter for him as well. Yeah, yeah. It's obviously 
Like, Chris was probably on a high with, uh, with Punk getting the, the title. Uh, double or nothing because it kept them still in contention in second place, even after you know, RK Bro could have stopped the period together on, on TV right now with Randy being taken out in kayfabe. But, uh, you know, so now having to trade out the AEW champion, there's a few. It's going to be hard for Chris to think who can I get to replace somebody who brought me like, as many points as, as as Punk did. And, you know, I don't think he knew just how many points that the undrafted uh, Pierce had gotten, but I think it clearly shows that, you know, Chris Anthony Lopez does his research. He's seen who people have picked in the past, who's been the uh, top scorer, and he knows that uh, the GOAT went on for a long time with the benefits of picking Scrap Daddy on your team. And so he's hoping that uh, <clears throat> so he's hoping that the magic of Scrap Daddy can help carry him forward once again in this season. Big old Scrap Daddy indeed. And then I ended the transfer. Probably the... the, the, the I don't know how... Would I say funniest transfer? I don't know. But the, 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 the transfer that made me feel like Seth Rollins laughing at everyone else on on Raw. I, I had Ricochet... I for I I knew this title match coming up with Gunther was uh, happening last night. Obviously Ricochet lost, and I thought that's the perfect time for me to transfer him out because it's not going to theoretically with everyone else making a a, a, a transfer, it's not actually going to lose me any points because everyone else is taking a points hit as well. So I transferred him out at the right time of Ricochet, and I have brought in the former teammate of Adam Callie, the new North American champion Carmelo Hayes, into the fold. Have I has a blinder been pulled here? I, th- I think a blinder has been pulled because obviously at the start of the season, you and I picked the two main roster mid card champions, and it worked out for you with the IC champ. It didn't work out for me with the US champion then being Finn Balor. But you know, obviously getting knowing when to take Ricochet out, obviously a smart move. But you know, taking advantage of a as a former multiple time champion, taking advantage of a listeners league. Uh, winner of stupidity I think is a smart move because I don't know if it was announced or whatever but I'm pretty sure there's something about him having a title defence in the next couple of weeks because Sol Sokoa is still you know, in and around the title scene I almost thought about taking Sol Sokoa at one point but uh, it was a smart play for you to get uh, Carmelo Hayes and kind of follow that ricochet kind of role as a mid-card champion but they talked about a trade that Adam Kelly selfishly didn't make that I was hoping that he would make and yep. that, and that he has the Blackpool Combat Club who aren't scoring that highly as a tag team. I was waiting. I needed a new tag team. I also wanted some strong singles picks as well, like one or two strong male singles picks. And I was hoping Adam Kiali would transfer out of the Blackpool Combat Club so that somebody, namely me, could steal John Moxley from him as a singles hmm. pick, so I could take advantage of the fact he's probably going to win that interim title at Forbidden Door. But yeah, and Kelly didn't do that because he didn't think about others because he's from the listeners' league and they had the lowest form of scam. Scam. <laughs> and that 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 concluded the, the 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 first round of 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 transfers. We move on to the second day, and uh, a surprise to see this person getting transferred out. Considering how well he's how he's been doing, and a, a program with the the Mysterios still continuing for Ross Veer Mahan, twenty one points been transferred out. But when you when you when we talk about the person being brought in, we can maybe see why with a potential match that's maybe been that's been kind of rumored against Randy Orton at SummerSlam for his return 
the Universal Champion, Roman Reigns, who's not been picked as a singles pick for so long, finally makes a return to the draft. Yeah, Ross picking uh, Roman Reigns. I think they've announced that the match, originally wanted the match with Roman and Riddle to be at Money in the Bank, now they decided that oh, Roman's actually not going to be, be at Money in the Bank, uh, now that it's at a smaller arena. So I think the match is going to happen next week on TV, and then his next tail defence will be at SummerSlam. So two big title matches for like Roman on Ross's team. But you also got to think, Ross is in the last place. How many times is Roman actually going to appear on TV between those two big matches? So I think he's only going to pick up a handful of appearances for a moment in between time. So, like, obviously, Roman is a, at this stage might be able to seem like a valuable singles pick, but I think this is kind of almost the right time to pick him because earlier on the season, like we've seen the last month or so, he's barely been a presence on TV. And probably we now, like, I picked him as a tag team with Heyman, as I don't think he'd get out of the tag team seat team round as a pick enough to get him as a singles pick initially and also about Ross's team he's going to have to change that name because uh, what a man what a like, man what a mighty good Mahan you know it's only it's 40% inaccurate because there's no Mahan or McMahon it's just man <laughs> man what a mighty good man uh, it's quite it's quite funny but what what, what is he going to what a what, what a what a Gunther what a Gunther what a Gunther uh, <laughs> who, who knows? We'll, we'll, we'll move on and uh, we go back to our, our listeners league man uh, Adam Callie had Corey Graves and transferred him out for the, the, the newly debuted Athena on AEW it seems to be going straight into a feud with the TVS champion Jade Cargill Corey Graves only got 10 points this season you can assume that Athena will probably get more than 10 points yeah yeah you don't so I think he'd He'd seen like what other non-wrestling picks, namely like, your Toy Shavari's had got, and he was trying to get the same thing for Cody Graves, but fortunately it didn't work out for Adam Kelly. But this is a pick I actually agree with getting a scene in after her debut at uh, Double or Nothing. Even if she doesn't get into a, a TBS title shot this season, or even if she loses, she's still going to probably be featuring saying with alongside Jay Cargill and, and against her kind of like stable that she's got going. So. She's gonna have to get someone to build her up, so she'll at least get some points for him. And at this stage, uh, he, he was able to transfer a male for a female because it did keep the three-two split. But now the three-two split is now more in, on the female side of the roster for Adam Kelly's team than it was the male side before. I mean, we 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 move on to David Hockney. He did have the former North American champion Cameron Grimes, but obviously lost it in your house, and he's transferred over. Uh, who wants to speak with Zeke? Ezekiel <laughs> slash Elias, whatever comes of that. Obviously, it's, it's been one of the bright points of Raw recently. Uh, there's only a one point difference between the two. Cameron Grimes, 23, who was a champion, and Elias in 22 points, and he's only came in since the night after WrestleMania. I think this could be quite a fruitful pick. Yeah, it could be interesting. I mean, it was, I thought it was still a weird decision to have Ezekiel lose uh, Hell in a Cell to Kevin Owens, but clearly it's a case like the rivalry will continue. I imagine they'll both be featured in Money in the Bank in some way. Obviously, I don't think Ezekiel will become Mr. Money in the Bank, but you know, stranger things have happened with that briefcase. Uh, you know, I think this is a feud that maybe will go all the way to SummerSlam with another big win for, with a big win for Zeke to end this out. And, you know, 
We should, David really should try and ruin Stephen's day by just saying to him, if like Elias appears in a similar segment with some video it and like Zeke and uh, Elias in the same segment, he should try and claim he should get double appearance points because <laughs> it's the same pick but as a different character. I would absolutely be doing the same as well. If I, if, I, if I had them, I'd be saying, well, he's, I say it's something to do these kind of wee vignette things and they're, t- they're together and their picture will be like, oh, double appearance, but I don't imagine our, our, our big man that does a score, Stephen, would, would allow that, unfortunately. But yeah, make, make, it, make it the new Daniel Campbell and the whole Keith Lee debacle from a couple of things ago, <laughs> the double title. <laughs> Oh, he'll never. Daniel Campbell never let that go. He'll never let that go. But we'll <laughs> we'll move on. deathbed said, "Any final words, grandfather? It should have been double points." <laughs> <laughs> uh, someone that Ryan needed to transfer out was his tag team at Banks and Naomi, considering they went AWOL in the company. Uh, rightfully, rightfully so for what they're for what they're standing up for. And he needs to bring in a new tag team, and he's brought in. The tag team that has beat the Usos, my tag team, in a championship contenders match and have a title shot down the road, the Street Profits. I've uh, mm. been appearing alongside a lot with Riddle, appearing on Raw. It's I, I, I fight for a replacement. It's very good. Yeah, I was surprised that he didn't like, trade Banks and Naomi first, given that you know they're not on... I know both them and Usos are on TV, but I think surely the team that walked out on you is the ones you need like prioritise, but maybe it was a case that at that time he couldn't think of any real like prominent tied teams on the spot, so he, he transferred someone else out. But you know, Street Profits, you know, and I have so many seen Street Profits on Raw getting that one in the championship contenders match. So uh fair enough, stronger one of the stronger male picks you could get on the main roster. Don't see them really benefiting them in terms of tag team title wins because uh I'm assuming this will lead to a match either Money in the Bank or SummerSlam, but I don't see the Street Profits winning the title. I think the Usos are going to carry those belts into the next season or maybe even beyond that because I think I think they'll they won't lose the tag belts until like a few months before they start teasing Roman losing his belt, you know, because they want I think they'll have a like continuous through line of the bloodline losing all their gold. Yeah, it's, it's uh, I think. He had to do a switch. Obviously, this happened on Tuesday, and knowing that they bet beat the USOs, I think he was like, "Right, this is someone that will probably this will be a team will probably feature quite a bit to the point where they do fight, and if they lose, so be it. And if they win, they'll probably get them a decent amount of points." It's also what other tag teams could be could be picked. Obviously, we'll 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 in a couple of and a we'll, we're the next couple of transfers are tag teams. Maybe there's tag teams that could have been picked for them. But uh, we can maybe go for reasons why they should have been. Maybe they shouldn't. Uh, we'll, we'll see. But obviously, these transfers happened on a Tuesday, and it brought Gary to make his first transfer. Edge and Priest, obviously, Edge has been kicked out of Judgment Day. I think there's talk that he has to get some sort of surgery as well. A lot of WWE folk are needing surgery right now. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's mm-hmm. quite, quite, quite a worry. But he's brought in the new. It's brought the new the the current women's tag team champions in NXT Toxic Attraction. Someone I'm surprised wasn't picked up to begin with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think as uh, as Ryan Delucius proved, he was hoping about the trend, but unfortunately came back and bit him that you can never predict what's going to happen when you choose the women's tag team champions, whether it's NXT or the main roster. But I think you know they're going to hold on to it for at least a few weeks longer. Uh, after retention at 
retention uh, in your house. And, you know, it was funny because, like, I was certain, like, I watched Hell in a Cell and saw Finn getting pinned. I thought, okay, so Finn's definitely got to go from this team. Then I watched that segment on Raw where Finn uh, joined Judgment Day and helped kick out Edge. I thought, you know what? I'm not going to transfer anyone today. I'm going to I'm gonna hold on to Finn for now and think about who else maybe needs to go from my team. <laughs> and, you know, if this didn't happen, Gary probably wouldn't have transferred anybody because Gary, this is, I think, Gary's first transfer, not just this transfer window, but I think of any transfer window, because Gary's always been the most confident in his team, no matter what happens. So he's never really felt the need to transfer anybody out. So, obviously, this was one made out of necessity. And I've noticed a few people, uh, we already talked about them, but people picking up other people's picks that were transferred out or picking up one member of a tag team as a singles who was traded out. I'm surprised no one wanted to take the gamble on uh, taking Priest as a singles pick once he was made available. As an interesting one, yeah, I think... I think also because it's, it's, it's happened later on and folk are maybe being a bit weary of how many points I want to lose in the transfer. And mm. like, in general, I think people have been quite good, consistent scorers. It's just like, I would say the ones that have been transferred out, but uh, aside for a couple, like Carmel Hayes should never have been transferred out. Oh, uh, yeah. But in general, the folk that have been transferred out were probably needing to be transferred out. And so I can I can I can kind of understand it, but this is a this is one that I hope can uh, uh, I can laugh at Stephen Wilson's face about it, but we'll <laughs> we'll see. Uh, the, the Hardy Boys were Stephen's tag team; they've been transferred out for Jurassic Express. Now, wouldn't it just be great? If the Hardy <laughs> Boys won that title match next Wednesday. I know they're all in like the same match next week, and he did joke that he thought the Hardy won their last leg. That's why he transferred them out. And to be fair. Uh, they were looking their best during that match with the the young bucks at double or nothing because Jeff was still carrying injuries from the match with Darby Allen in the Owen tournament, so they aren't exactly performing at their best. So they are gonna have like a nostalgia run randomly with the tag team titles. I don't see it happening here. So I think you know I know a lot of people have been making very critical of the tag team table on Jurassic Express between Ross and John Sherwood. I've been harsh about it on Central a couple of times, but I think Stevens just so far that he can hold on to it for at least one more week. Uh, it's been it's been pretty absent. They're, they're, not, they've not had like a big rivalry. The, the, only, the only thing I can remember of note is the triple threat match between Swerve and Keith Keith Lee and uh, Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs. That's that's the only kind of title defense I can like remember of recent memory. Mm-hmm. Do you remember their standout five-star classic on Rampage against the Ass Boys? <laughs> oh, forgive me. If I forgive me, forgive me, so I cannot remember that. You forgot about a match that involves Billy Gunn, kind of. Ross is somewhere <laughs> out there. He's going to sense a cold shiver to go up his team, and he's going to hunt you down, Jack. Uh, we, we move on. Uh, the, the woman that Chris thought was going to win the Owen Hart tournament didn't win. Jamie Hayter has been trying to... that coming. <laughs> I think you, you could have told him that many moons ago, Scott. Many I tried moons. to as well. <laughs> it is brought in Love Morgan. Obviously, this this could spell danger for me if we, we see Alexa Bliss and Love Morgan if they team together. 
if they win this women's tag team tournament, they both get the points and close that gap up to me. It's not looking not looking great, but uh, I say for the ramifications of my part, a good pick for Chris, I think. Yeah, again, like she's somebody who I think she's not been the greatest like female pick. She's still been picked like lower down in the picking order because they really aren't really going full on and like pulling the trigger on her with the terms of a push. So she has taken quite a few big losses recently, like at the hands of Rhea Ripley, part of Judgment Day and in that fatal four way recently. But you never know what could happen with Liv Morgan. I know you were the chat you were very angry when when Chris picked Liv Morgan. It's always fun when you pick somebody in the transfer during the selection when somebody's very angry at you for picking them. Because Steven seemed to be very angry at me for picking the Creed Brothers, which made it all the better. But yeah, yeah. I think I think Liv, you know, I think she's a dark horse potentially even for money in the bank. Because I would have thought Rhea Ripley would have been the favourite and now the heel to win this money in the bank. But now that she's got the title match against Bianca, the idea of her former tag partner then going on to win the money in the bank could be an interesting story. Yeah, I had a I had a choice of two. I had one that I'd prefer against the other, and I pref- I would have preferred Liv just because of this title thing and of like what potentially might happen and when it starts and finish. But I've I've went with the latter. I I maybe what folk would have thought I'd have transferred it straight away. Dakota Kai who got negative one point for me uh, this this season. I have brought in Asuka. Maybe mm. uh, maybe someone that could win money in the bank, but she's been appearing on Raw. Quite frequently, I just I, I any pick I would have made to replace Dakota Kai is going to be a good pick. So I can't I can't oh, yeah. complain. You could have transferred her for Jamie Hayter, so it would have been a great pick. In <laughs> comparison, yeah, I think people really did expect you to transfer her to Kai like straight away first day of the transfer window. But I think you were just took it up and taking advantage of uh, Adam Callie's mistake that you kind of had to let that slide for another day. And um, yeah, I think Asuka didn't return to like a week or so into the actual season itself. So nobody was really sure when she was coming back, which is why she wasn't picked up. Uh, and clearly nobody was willing to do a Bailey uh, or a Becky Lynch from a couple of seasons ago. And they will take the risk on when she'd be coming back. But yeah, she's still caught up in this thing with Becky Lynch. So I could see her once again in the money in the bank. Don't think she'd win. I think her and Becky will maybe cause each other up and nearly to uh, an Asuka Becky singles match at SummerSlam, which could be quite cool. But yeah, when she was around, she was one of the top like women's fits to get on like, the raw side of things. So, you know, again, I would say it's good to seem better compared to Dakota Kai, but in terms of like the hierarchy on the main roster and the women's division, that you picked a top pick there. Oh yeah, we move, we move on to our last couple of transfers. Ross's uh, transferred out Ty Conte and has brought in uh, Stevens, former pick of of Bailey, who who might make the return for our recent teases, but we'll we'll never know if the retu- if she returns spells great things for Ross. If not, in reality, it's cost him eight points. Yeah, I mean, we should mention again that Ryan everybody else says this is a five point penalty to bring in bloody. The ring in Bailey, but to be fair, Ty Conte wasn't doing much either. She lost uh, double enough in that six person tag. She's not really been really prominent in terms of wrestling on Rampage or Dynamite. She's really only been appearance points so far. And I think Ross still had some like tactical picks, you know, guys who'll get title wins in the next month or so with Roman and Gunther. And then I think he just got to the point where he realized, like, I probably even won't even get to the top half of the table with these guys. So I'm in last position. Fuck it. 
you know, this is Ross's fuck it moment in the transfer window, I think. Ah, I respect it. I respect it. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, hey ho. He's in he's in the position of being a uh, bottom of the of the table, so he's kinda got nothing to lose. So fuck it. Why not? And then the very last transfer, so there was no internal trades. Probably see compared to last season. Very quiet. Very, very quiet in terms of, 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 of transfers. But you you transferred out Tony Storm and you brought in the winner of the breakout tournament, Roxanne Perez. What's been your what's been your thinking behind that? Did, did I not make a pick my other pick before that? I think you missed it. I made two picks recently. I think I'll just talk about both of them. I just uh, fire ahead and you go. Uh, so yeah, Roxanne Perez is coming. She's in a six-woman tie next uh, week uh, alongside Cordia doing the Hartwell against Toxic Attraction. Uh, well, I think Tony Storm, she also didn't win the uh, own heart tournament. I uh, thought she had a better chance. And I don't really see much for her. You know, her future's not too certain now uh, going forward. So uh, I think, okay, I had to park her for now and I thought, who else has maybe got in the short term, some stuff that can help benefit me point-wise. I thought Roxanne Perez, the former Roxy, has won the breakout tournament. So either she'll get a potential match against uh, Mandy Rose for the uh, Women's Championship or maybe she'll team with something like Cora Jade to go after the tag team title. So there's the potential on that side of things. Uh, so even if she doesn't win either of those titles, I think she's still going to be featured very promptly on NXT 2.0 and I think XT is the only real spot like before this transfer window where I didn't really have much representation at all. And then on the male side of things, I thought about trading out Finn Balor, but obviously now that he's on the judgment day, I'm going to keep on to him for now. But I thought William Regal, he had the same amount of points as Finn Balor, just through appearances. But then again, he's still not like appearing that often. So I transferred him out and I transferred in somebody who's kind of been having the Blackpool Combat Club been aligned with recently and who have that big blood and guts match coming up at the end of the month, which they'll probably going to win, and that's uh, Eddie Kingston. Because, again, a big win with uh, you know, blood and guts, maybe a, a blow-off one-on-one match between him and Chris Jericho, which I'm assuming he'd win as well. So, because we're getting to the end of that feud, they lost it, they nothing, but I can see points you know, in the balance swinging in Eddie Kingston's favour. Yeah, I, I will apologise that I missed that. It wasn't on the on the notes that Stephen sent me to go through. So you can blame Stephen's fault in case he hasn't <laughs> even recorded that you're meant to have Eddie Kingston in your team. But I I I, I think two two picks that will work out well for you. I think Eddie Kingston's blood and guts things go things will be going on with that. Uh, we've got Roxanne Perry as well. Just won the breakout tournament, probably going to be featured for NXT in the rest of the season to come. I I think you've made some good good transfers there, Scott, and that. That that's rounded it up for us. I think compared to last season's transfer window, I I think business has been relatively quiet. I think folk in general are kind of happy with their teams. Yeah, I think the people at the bottom part of the table had like the people that they wanted transferred out, and they got them out pretty quickly the first day or so, and uh, and the people near the top really only had to make one or two picks based on necessity. Otherwise, they wouldn't have transferred anywhere at all. Like. If the black eye hadn't been released or if Judgment Day hadn't broken up, also you and Gary probably wouldn't have made any transfers at all in this uh, season. And I think the reason it extended on for another day or so that it did is because some people wanted to make additional transfers to take advantage of people letting go of picks that they don't think they should have, like Ross taking advantage of getting Roman Reigns or you trying to get Carmelo Hayes 
Because if that hadn't happened, you probably would have just made a pick of transfer to Kotakai for somebody else, and that would have been you done day one. Uh, that would have been that would have been me. That's. I think uh, Ricochet. I was going to. I knew Ricochet was going to lose. I had to get. I had to get Ricochet mm-hmm. out, and it just so happened that uh, Adam was an idiot and transferred out Carmel Hayes. So that <laughs> that worked out brilliant for me. And because of that, I didn't want to make sure anybody else was going to get him or like realise that. Wait, wait a minute, Carmel Hayes is free. So I'm I'm very happy. I think I think in general, I think I think folk are folk are happy. I think it's going to be quite a exciting end to the season. But one thing I'm not looking forward to. Next Wednesday, obviously, I think aside to the first week or so, I wasn't top of the table. But ever since then, I've been top. Oh, it could all change come Wednesday. Is that bloody <laughs> Wardlow a twenty versus one gauntlet match? Oh Jesus! Who's who's got Wardlow again? Stephen. <laughs> oh Jesus! Uh, this is going to be some weird kind of points to work out. And how fitting it is Stephen that gets it. But yeah. Uh I think with this this transfer, as you mentioned, it's no surprise to me that the internal transfers were very quiet. I mean, I think last year's was the most the most uh, internal ones that were ever made. That's only because you had people like Ryan Gallagher stirring shit up and making things a bigger deal than they were. But, you know, I think it's a case of, like you said, a lot of people are happy with their teams for the most part, but also we're looking at how, you know, some picks may not have been performing as well as they thought. They were thinking a lot about the, the potential fines, uh, losing the five points. Like, I created it like three people from my team, so that's 15 points. But I'm in the midpoint of the table, so I'm kind of in a weird position either way. And, you know, I'm hopeful that I can quickly make those points back up. Like, you know, the tie team title defence from Creed Brothers next week and, you know, people like Roxanne Perez and A.K. to be featured in prominent spots. Yeah, I think I think with with that, that's that's our bumper edition, our, our transfer window special of SDL over. Uh, you'll, you'll be back next week with the returning Ryan after he's back from his holiday. We'll be breaking down the scores then. Uh yeah, we'll we'll see we'll see what happens. Thanks thanks for thanks for joining us today, Scott. On on that, it's been a very very good episode. I feel. Yeah, yeah, it's always one of the more interesting uh, episodes to do because obviously this season is one of the longer seasons. So, everybody, it's always fun where early on in the season when people realise that they made a mistake with certain picks. Uh, you always it's always funny when we do this like over this season. We're always up guessing who's getting transferred out. I think for the most part we were accurate with some picks that got transferred out, and then there were some that we weren't expecting to get ever be transferred out. Aye, certainly it's, it's been it's been twists and turns the full way through, but I think I think on that note we will we will end it. Normal, normal service will resume next week. Points will be scored. The leaderboard will be updated. It'll be changed. I'm sure there'll be different folk will be in different places after after a good week. But we will see you all next week as we continue. On to the season of the draft. <laughs>